they sacrificed all the male characters for the sake of showing you how strong these women could be. And I'm just, frankly, tired of it. It's like they can do anything they put their heart to and their mind to without any explanation. You're supposed to just accept it because Wakanda. Vibranium. I'm going to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, what I liked about the film, what I didn't like about the film, and what I hated about the film. All right? Let's talk about the good. Let's get the good out of the way. The good about the Wakanda Forever is I feel like they did a very good job early on in the very beginning of the film deciding that they were going to mourn Chadwick Boseman in a proper way. They they wanted you to feel the heaviness of the loss. I think that a little bit of it was lost because we didn't necessarily get to see Chadwick Boseman, but on posters. And I mean, obviously so. But they did do a good send off of Chadwick Boseman the Black Panther in the film, and they wanted you to feel the loss heavily. And I think they did that. The problem is, I think that they may have tried to extend that feeling throughout the whole film in many different areas that didn't necessarily translate with what was going on at the given time. But overall, I think they did a good job at honoring Chadwick Boseman in this film. And I think I appreciated that part about it. Another good thing I thought that was about the film was the fact that they wanted to show a lot of the changes that happened because of the death of Chadwick Boseman. And there are going to be spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, I apologize. But these are going to be spoilers. Um, they did a very good job at the beauty of the film. Everything from the the cinema, uh, the cinematographic uh, lighting, the the city. And just the beauty of it, the, the bright colors, I thought was pretty good. Uh, visually, the Wakanda Forever was a very, very beautiful film. Um, but it was mostly trash. Now, let's get into the bad. The bad about this film. And I know I only said two good things about the film. But, I mean, I'm working with very limited um, substance here. The, the bad of the film is the fact that the, the villain wasn't necessarily a villain. He was more of an anti-hero. And I feel as if the villain made no logical sense. The villain made a lot of decisions throughout the film that only lended credibility to the fact that they needed Wakanda to find a way to defeat him in the end. So most of his actions was not necessarily to show you how strong and how powerful he was, but mostly to make room and way to push the characters a little bit further in their arcs and try to develop them as characters throughout. And I really felt like the villain was sacrificed in the process. I'm not necessarily in favor of the creative, uh, the creative genius idea of making him of Mayan culture. I get why they did it for the sake of diversity, but to me, it made no sense because many people who go watch these films are watching it because they actually read comics or they know something about the comic books. And I think they did a horrible job at translating the new name or over. And he made a lot of decisions that just was bad taste. Also, what was bad in the film is they included another character, which was like a new Iron Man, but it was an Iron female, a young black woman who so ha so happened to be a, a mega genius. We don't know her real true story or background, how she how she developed as a person. They just kind of slung her in here to prepare her for a future movie or a future TV show. And most of her art was nonsense. It didn't really fit into the overall story. And we already have all of these strong female characters, and they just added another strong female character in there for the sake of 
future, guys. Future. We got to think long-term, guys. And I just thought that this character I didn't care for. Um, she basically was a copy of Shuri. And, I mean, she was doing things that didn't make any sense. She had an Iron Man suit that she put together in her little junkyard. And it was a functional Iron Man suit. And how she did it, we don't know. All we're told is she's super, super smart. Hey, Tracy, how you doing, girl? Welcome. Uh, and I just feel as if this character didn't belong in the film. I think they could have used more of that time flushing out Shuri as the Black Panther. Another thing that I really didn't like was the fact that they waited till the last 10, 15 minutes of the movie for Shuri to actually become the Black Panther. So for a Black Panther film, we only see Black Panther for like the last 10, 15 minutes of the movie, which I thought was just horrible. I don't go to a superhero movie not to see superheroes do superhero stuff. I don't want to wait to the very last second of the movie to see superhero do superhero stuff. And not only that, the fight scene at the end was just CGI bad. And the fight didn't make any sense. They decided to go out into the water to try to bait Namor to come fight them in the water in his own territory. Even though we know these people control whales and control the water. Why they would get on the ship and fight any other Wakandas make no sense to me. Why not just knock the ship over and fight them in the water? Common sense. For these two nations to be the very most powerful nations on the planet, they have no sense of military strategic um, battle skills or anything of that sort. And it just it, it just throws you off drastically. Now I'm going to get into the ugly, and then I'll leave it here. The real ugly, I know I said some things in the bad that sounded really bad, but the ugly of this film is the fact that all of the good characters had to be women. The one strong male character was M'Baku, and he spent most of his time getting beat up or making jokes. He wasn't a strong male character that they could rely on. He didn't really serve much of a role in the film besides trying to show how strong the enemy was, Namor. When, who basically dominated him without any hesitance. And I just feel as if they sacrificed all the male characters for the sake of showing you how strong these women could be. And I'm just, frankly, tired of it. I'm tired of the need for diversity to overpower these films for the sake of sacrificing the story. Another part that was really ugly, in my opinion, was the fact that they decided in the last film of Black Panther, that they were going to open themselves up to the world. And yet, everything is retconned, and they are becoming more isolated. So they basically crapped on the first film and decided to literally go in a whole totally different direction. And the whole point of the Black Panther and becoming the king or the leader of Wakanda is to win in this fight that whoever's the strongest will become king or queen. But um, apparently the mother became the queen without any fighting or any right to and Shuri also became the leader once the mother died with just because she synthesized a part of the heart-shaped herb it just doesn't make any sense and they basically just retconned all of the established rules in the first film so that they can somehow make this movie work Shuri looked horrible in the Black Panther uh, outfit because she's so small and so skinny. It's unbelievable to think that this small little girl is literally going to beat this thousands, thousands of years old Namor who's battled hardened, who lives at the very bottom of the ocean, whose bones are probably denser and stronger than any person living on the surface of the planet. And she's only been Black Panther for like a day and she can beat him. 
I call BS. Another thing that was ugly about the film is the fact that the the female warriors can somehow dodge bullets, chop bullets with spears because of what? They're still human. They're not super soldiers. And if they're super soldiers, what need do you have for a Black Panther? It's like they can do anything they put their heart to and their mind to without any explanation. You're supposed to just accept it because Wakanda, vibranium. So I would say the world of Wakanda in this film made no practical sense militarily-wise, culture-wise. And it's sad to say that I didn't find much of this movie to be coherent. I will say that it was beautiful, and I appreciate them sending Chadwick Boseman off and honoring him. But overall, the story made no sense. And I'll give you one last thing. Neymar wanted to kill the female scientist who created this machine in order to find vibranium. And his whole thing is, I want to kill the scientist. They basically get their hands on the female scientist. And instead of killing her, they take her underwater with Shuri and keep her safe so that this guy can tell Shuri his backstory and take him her down to his country and show her what it's like, how they live underwater. And all to set up the fact that this female and Shuri escapes. But the whole point he wanted was to kill her. The same female character who we get introduced to within the first 10, 15 minutes of the film kills a bunch of police officers like it's nothing and have no regret for it. And she's 19 years old and she completely murders these people in cold blood. Police officers that are just doing their job. And I think she's a psychopath. Last thing I know I said, but it's a lot to gripe with. Shuri is conflicted about killing Namor at the end of this film. And they make it seem as if this is some big choice that she has to make. But meanwhile, at the same time, Wakanda and the fish people are back there killing and slaughtering each other like it's nothing. And I'm supposed to be emotionally invested on whether or not she's going to kill Namor? It makes no sense. At this point, we've accepted death and murder like it's nothing. It just brushes off. So this film was a major letdown. Um, like I said, there was a few things that I liked, but overall, I think it's forgettable. And I think that most people will forget about it. And I'm not comparing it to the first film. I'm just saying, as it stands on its own, I'm just tired of the wokeness. I'm tired of the, the unbelievable things that you have to accept in order to enjoy these films. Yes, yeah, a superhero film, and I'm going to give it a lot of credibility, and I'm going to ignore a lot of things that I know wouldn't be possible in real life. But the things that I think should be grounded is military strategic action, good decision-making, a villain that you can relate to and feel like you know he's somebody you're invested in, and also the hero. And you really don't know who the main character is in this whole film throughout most of it. It, feel, it feels like it's switching from person to person to person in every five to 10 minutes. So that's my thoughts on it. Whether you agree or not, have you seen the film? Y'all let me know. Do y'all agree? I want to give a huge thanks to ExpressVPN for sponsoring this video. See, if you're anything like me and you care about your privacy, your security, and your data, then you definitely need to be using ExpressVPN. I'm not just saying that. I care about my viewers and I care about myself, which is why I use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TVs. So it's really no excuse why you shouldn't be using it. On top of that, if you watch different streaming services like Netflix, then 
ExpressVPN will allow you to have up to 94 different IP addresses in different countries, which will give you access to shows that you don't even have available in your own country. So why not give it a try? Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash Javier, and you can get three extra months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash Javier. ExpressVPN.com slash Javier to learn more. One in a million, a million, the one villain. Too hot to be in the kitchen. I'll end up melting the ceiling.